Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. My name's Neil Driscoll. Thanks very much for coming back to join Boating Insights. And today's episode is looking at the first night watch. So those of you who are listening to this and you're yet to get one of these under your belt, then I, I hope this will be a very useful um, period of time for you to kind of take some notes and get some ideas and get ready. And those of you who, you know, maybe done many, many uh, night watches before, it's not a bad idea just to kind of have a bit of a think about the perspective of when you've got new crew joining um you know some of the questions they might have some of the anxieties they might have uh, some of the things you can do to make it a more enjoyable pleasant and of course um safer experience for all so i had a lot of fun preparing for this one actually it was um of the i think about 60 episodes we've done i think i I've never found it so easy to uh, bang out notes about ideas and things that I wanted to share with you. Um, being mindful of not overlapping, you know, previous episodes and things we've done, but that's why I'm specifically focusing for you on the the as I, I kind of dubbed it in my mind, my first night watch. So, you know, what 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 do I need to know? Now, I'm going to give you a bit of background on this. So, you know, when um, when I was still um, running on water training before we developed all of these e-learning courses, um, I used to find when I was helping people prepare for adventures, this was the thing that we came back to the most. And actually, um, you may or may not know, but kind of part of the background of the online skipper was actually for nearly two and a half years, every single lesson I taught in a classroom or... um, on the water, I actually at the end of it kind of made notes to look at the consistent themes of the questions I was getting and what people were always really wanting to know. And that essentially turned into the syllabus of what became the or what is the online skip course. Now, when you're setting up for your first night watch, clearly preparation is key. What I'm what I want to do is really help you understand some of the things that you might be thinking about beyond the kind of wider logistics like how far is it and what's the ETA um what inspired me for this one was actually not long ago I was chatting to a friend of mine very experienced but um had done his first night watch in a while um and you know with the team he was with it was the first time they'd all done one together and they really felt like they could have had a better setup sleep routine and as soon as I listened to what they did I thought oh yeah if only we'd had a chat beforehand and so hence you know here we are rather than one-to-one one-to-many which is the beauty of what we do here so without question people is a major once we start looking into going through the night not just in terms of their capabilities personalities and availability um, but also just the number of people um you know there's so many different scenarios that you might need people for on a boat you know bit let's say you're on a sailing boat there might be times that you're racing it and you need specific skill sets or delivering or just hanging out when we're getting into what i'm going to deem kind of passage mode where we're we're setting up for like through the day through the night potentially multi-day passages um the number of people is critical um 
many, not everyone, obviously plenty of people go around the world single-handed, etc. but many people feel that, especially while you're finding your feet and getting into a rhythm, then um, having four adults on board um, is great. More so for company than anything else, like the... Um, especially the middle of the night watch, if it's yeah, if there's not a lot happening or it's um, you know, it's very cold or it's obviously it's going to be dark, but like you know, dark, dark, like no stars, nothing to look at, torrential rain, um, can be a long time to hang out on your own, um, trying to keep an eye out and keep yourself alert. So, um, many of the trips I've set up, we've actually kind of as much anything sort of picked the number based around company so that it's an enjoyable experience which is one of the reasons I started with that clearly there's massive safety benefits to not having to leave people on their own um and over the years when I've sort of done feedback loops or interviews with people who have done extended passages um either just as a couple or a a family where it's just two grown-ups they got it done but they usually do say that you know the multi-day passages where you're you're doing the watch system just with two adults it 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 can be quite long i mean there's a massive benefit the other way which is you know if you're in a groove with just the two of you on board then it means you don't have to invite other people in and stuff and you know personally for me i can see massive benefits to that um but i'm also looking at it with yeah reasonable amount of experience of having done it i think in the early days while you're getting your first maybe um 20 through the night passages i just made the number up but you know just as a rough benchmark um under your belt then i would say four is probably a fairly sensible minimum a number so that you can actually have two people on watch together all the time and um just put a bit of a check and balance as well as obviously the company and you know one person's still looking out while the other one's making tea or whatever it might be also it means obviously if if you do end up with a bit on um, that you're not trying to deal with that single-handed whilst also managing um, fatigue and potentially, you know, the dark or, or the boat in the dark being an unfamiliar environment. Now, with people come skills. Um, I think most of us would agree that anything you're asked to do in life, if you've had an opportunity to do it when you can see before you have to do it when you can't see, then that, that would be a huge benefit. Now, the reason I mention that is... As a skipper or, you know, person of responsibility running a watch or, you know, you, you're, you're now just being asked to, you know, man a watch single-handed, it's really important that we've um, identified what the skills are that we're going to need so that you, if you're being asked to, you know, keep an eye out on the radar or the AIS or, uh, you know, the chart plotter as well as identify vessels or listen on the radio that you, I'm just, and you know, at the moment I'm just covering like basic IRPCS, you know, keeping a lookout at all times by all available means uh we haven't even scratched any other of the skills that you may need um so when we're setting this up it's key that we've really made use of the daytime to get people comfortable for things that they're going to need to perform in in darkness and um and it's all the little things you know adjusting the autopilot putting a position on the chart finding where the light switches are, making a cup of tea. Obviously, I'm English, so that's always important. But um, as a skipper, you, you really want to be, I mean, this should part of your planning, but also as a kind of a daily uh, process for yourself, looking through at the things that 
you then the next time you get daylight you want to make sure that you get sorted so that the next time it's dark you've kind of you've upskilled people from any areas that you you may well have missed now the next one is the boat setup so i could look at this infinitely but it's really tuning into the things that you need to do or might want to do differently on the boat when you're running the boat in the dark so you know some really common basic things like setting up a a foghorn or a whistle in the chant table so it's easy to get a message down below decks if you need to get people um up on deck um through to the positioning of torches checking of navigation equipment um obviously things like making sure people actually understand you know if it's a if they're wearing a life jacket and it's got a light making sure that they know if it's a manually activated or an automatically activated if they've got if they've if you've given them an ais do they know how to turn it on in the dark because trying to read it with a head torch when they've fallen off the boat it's probably not the best time and so on and so forth it's basically thinking about all the bits and pieces on the boat that you, you may well interact with through your normal course of running the boat or because there's something going on and you know there's a major emergency unfolding either way what can we set up in daylight and daylight should really be a pretty busy time making sure that we're getting everything organized and set up gently so people have got time to absorb ask questions make notes have a think have a practice rather than you know oh hang on a minute sun's going down we're all eating dinner let's have a 45 minute information overload and go straight into a night watch now looking at timing uh so there's two elements of timing length of watch and actual timing of the passage timing of the passage really comes down to trying to avoid setting off going into darkness so we're trying to uh, get ourselves set up in a way that you know people have had a chance to kind of get comfortable with the boat and bed themselves in get out to sea you know if they get the uh, initial couple of hours of seasickness so they've had a chance to get that all sorted well in advance of having the sun drop below the horizon um it's not there's not you know impossible to head out in the dark but i would certainly be avoiding it at all costs if i'm just doing a normal passage rather than having to having to set off for a certain reason uh, like a you know a, a specific race or something like that and if you know that you've got to set off into the darkness then really making sure that you've kind of found the daylight hours to get yourself set up in advance there's unfortunately many stories of things going wrong in races that start in the dark with exactly that where people have kind of just piled straight onto the boat straight out of the office huge day no rest and then straight into a night watch and hoping that everything goes all right and you know many times it does and sometimes it doesn't in terms of the length of um how long the pass the watches should be and how you break them up I've, I've gone through this in a fair amount of detail in the online skip course which we'll come back to later one of the issues you've got if you're doing watches less than three hours you never really get a chance to have a rest so if you're doing a watch of three hours by the time you've come off watch taken off your gear got yourself set up maybe gone to the bathroom set up your sleeping bag that's probably going to take you 10 minutes and that's if you're pretty efficient uh, maybe another 15 minutes just to unwind and get yourself to sleep and then realistically 20 minutes before you're due on again you need to be reversing the process going to the bathroom getting yourself kitted up making sure that you've got your head around navigation etc so that you know when your watch starts you're on deck ready because if it's three o'clock in the morning and it's been torrential rain i assure you that the people that are just finishing are pretty keen to uh 
uh, hand over and, and get off deck and turning up late is never really well received on a happy boat. So three hours is quite short. It's always a balancing act. I've often found more than you know four hours is also probably the upper end that most people can kind of keep their concentration for. Uh, you know, the tricky things are if you're um, trying to manage a scenario that you have maybe only got three people, something I've done is sometimes set up a system so that uh, there's a bit of crossover maybe so that, um, you know, for a period of time, everyone's got a bit of company for some of the watch and some of the time they're on their own just to make it all a bit less boring as well. Um, key thing is don't be afraid to admit that you've got it wrong, but it's a real mission to change the timing once you get going. As in, you know, while you're on the passage, because then it can often just throw people out and confuse people. One thing I, I have found, um, and you know, I did nearly seven years nonstop where I was essentially in a watch system for more nights of those seven years uh, with generally quite inexperienced people than I was actually on land or in any country. And what I always found was night one some people could sleep most people didn't just the noise the heat the cold the wet the dry whatever it was and you know the watches most people get a really terrible night's sleep on the first night which you know therefore be a bit forgiving about the fact that day two is not always the happiest environment somewhere around the middle of day two the night of day two most people suddenly start to fall into these mega deep sleeps and the problem with this is they actually almost get so much rest that then come wednesday sometime they maybe they do two or three off watches where they actually sleep really really well and they're like oh wow it's amazing and suddenly they can't sleep again and then they're really cranky all over again and then they're in the rhythm, which is why people, you know, myself included, often talk with passion about the brilliance when you do these, you know, maybe for the slower boats, something like a Hobart race where you've got four or five days or, you know, you're crossing something like the Atlantic and you're a couple of weeks at sea. because people really get a chance to get into the rhythm of the boat, the rhythm of the sea, the rhythm of the watches. And, oh, it's a marvellous thing. Just, yeah, once it's going, it just works and works and works. But those first three days can be pretty brutal um and one of the hard things with that is often while we're first getting comfortable because we're worried about the fatigue which is a sensible concern you never really push through that barrier you just end up doing you know two days or two nights and then you're in and then you're wrecked and then you're going again and it can really that fatigue can really catch you up after a little while with that that's why it's really important to not over rush if you are just doing one night or two nights you really want to give yourself a solid day to rest because that fatigue will start to build up and you'll become incredibly overtired um quite quickly if, if you're not giving yourself a bit of a breather now with rest obviously um it's important to understand downtime so skipper it's really important that you i believe anyway that you get the watch system going ideally kind of from the word go and and the key thing is that people know if they're off watch that they're chilling like it's actually the, i've often thought the off watch is more important than the on watch because that's like look just because you're on deck don't feel you need to be involved it's your job to read a book have a rest go for a sleep listen to your music whatever you want to do you can come and chat to us if you want but this is your downtime and you know for your on time we need you on so 
really making sure that people feel comfortable that they know when they're off watch and it's super cool encouraged even for them to just you know find a nice little alcove that they want to be in and get comfortable and chill out food's a bit of a topic in itself i mean it's just important i'm a massive fan of having structure around meal times often it's a a firm favorite of a lot of people to try and get the um the watches having dinner kind of around sunset I, i i quite like sometimes sneaking in um two cheeky one hour um watches around the sunset so sort of one hour either side it just gives a rapid turnover at a point in the time that everyone ends up kind of up together it can be a good time to have a boat meeting if you're um a skipper that's sort of interested in getting some input from your crew members and and you know improving and evolving the uh the show um it also means that you can kind of get one meal prepared but then you know some people can carry on what they're doing and then the other people can carry on look it totally varies it's just making sure there's a bit of structure around the meal times it's really important to kind of have some have a you know have a clear vision in mind that we're working backwards like right what time are we eating which watch is eating what time does that mean we need to have prepared is there something we need to have defrosted it's kind of like a commercial kitchen that sort of thing like you really need to have you know a finite time that something's going to happen and work everything backwards and factor that into the watches um also i think it's quite handy to recommend you know we're these days we're all using kind of our own water bottles for tons of reasons from the environment to our uh, health and safety i try and recommend to a lot of people that we're having a sort of a half liter of water for every watch that we're on just because it's amazing particularly in i find in the cold um that we're layering up but then we don't de-layer when you come downstairs and or maybe even when you sleep and you sweat so much um managing things like maybe your salt intake uh potentially electrolytes recommending an amount of water um if people are new at this stuff they are really bad at it and you know you put a bit of sleep deprivation mix it with maybe mild seasickness and then whack a bit of sunstroke and dehydration in there and it's not a great mix so and certainly not a way you want you're ending up with crew that are performing anywhere near where you probably need them so giving some really good thought about how you can keep them hydrated how you can look after them uh, and and potentially if there are things like um electrolytes or anything like that that might help uh, on that note um the quicker that you have the crew hitting the lollies the quicker they're going to have the sugar crash so paying attention to things like chopping up oranges or having you know healthy food around to balance out with some of the sugary stuff is a a really good idea so a few final thoughts for you um clothing of course so um layers are key um yeah we all know some of the basics by now i think you know that rather than one big heavy coat it's often better to have multiple layers um trying to make sure that we keep some clothes dry but I, what i was also gonna say is I've, i think it's really nice when uh, people are coming on watch that you encourage them to say when they want to be woken up or like how how much notice because some people like you can give me five five minutes and that's it i'm ready like other people they need an hour so actually letting them take control of that and say yeah can you can you get me up an hour before I'm on deck or can you get me up 20 minutes before I'm on deck? And actually doing what they've asked is massive. But what's really nice touch is then when you wake people up, because um, they've been probably snuggled up, hopefully sleeping, nice warm you know, boat rug, sleeping bag, whatever, they're totally out of touch with the environment outside. So you know, it's like, hey, by the way, the sun's come up, it's starting to warm up. So you know, I've, 
I was wearing thermals, a lightweight jacket under my life jacket, but I am actually starting to get a bit hot, so you might even want to think about um, getting your sun hat ready. Whatever it might be, it's just a really nice touch just to to actually kind of just get people ahead of the game and let them know what they're coming into, and it's really not difficult. Um, Safety is a massive topic, but it's something which I'm I'm basically just going to put as a heading. Like, if you're going into scenarios where you're taking people into... Uh, night passages you just need to have thought about the safety implications from the gear to the setup and it really needs to be an overriding factor for all your decision making you know as, as we say never compromise on safety and closing out my last couple of topics um just a simple lightweight ones uh, one is navigation and the other is the overall preparation so when you're looking at going through doing these kind of multi-day trips i said preparation at the beginning the navigation elements you know we cover them in a, a great level of detail and um, you know the complete skipper course which evolved as a progression of the online skipper course that includes the vhf radio and of course the day skipper course you know they are that's a purpose-built course to get you prepared and help you kind of fill any gaps and and also just build on skills that you've already got the other thing that we've got to help you with this is, in fact, um, our logbook service. And the logbook service will help you identify any errors that you need to focus on. If you're not aware already, it's completely free. Just flick onto the website, com, and you'll find it through the Boating Insights. Now, um, just a quick summary. So my first night watch, we're looking at uh, the people, the skills, the boat setup, the timing, the rest... Uh, food, drink, and electrolytes, clothing, safety, navigation, and preparation. So if you have been getting ready for uh, your first night watch and you felt a bit overwhelmed, I'm hoping, one, that this is kind of giving you some key areas to focus on so you can tick some things off your list, but also just make you feel a bit better about why you felt so overwhelmed because it is a, a massive step but an amazing one and it, it literally puts the world at your fingertips. So I hope that this inspires you to get out there and do it. Many thanks.